BleedTechBlue.com game day podcast. I'm Ben Carlisle, publisher, BleedTechBlue.com. Coming to you again, Louisiana Tech, 6-1 overall, 3-0 in conference USA play. Taking a road trip out to El Paso, long road trip out to UTEP. Miners come into this matchup tonight, 1-5 overall, 0-3 in conference USA play. Let's go back to last week real quick. Louisiana Tech picks up a 45-30 victory over Southern Miss. And, you know, coming into the game, uh, I I don't know that Louisiana Tech, from a fan base perspective, was completely bought into this football team, uh, although they had won five consecutive games. But now that the Bulldogs are 6-1, now that they picked up uh, a victory in which they outscored Southern Miss 21-3 in the second half, uh, that was the second largest uh, comeback of the Skip Holtz era uh, when the Bulldogs uh, came back from 15 uh, back in 2018 against North Texas. So uh, a good win for Louisiana Tech, uh, momentum-building victory to finally get over the hump, uh, put the four-game losing streak to Southern Miss in the rearview mirror, and now the Bulldogs are bowl eligible for a sixth consecutive season. So looking ahead to UTEP, uh, I mentioned that the Miners come in at 1-5 and five overall, 0-3 in conference USA play. When you look at their one win, it came to open the season, a 36-34 win over Houston Baptist. Dana Demmel's in his second season as the Miners head coach. Uh, the Miners are 2-16 and 16 in his two years. So Louisiana Tech enters this matchup with UTEP. Uh, they're 12-2-1 against the Miners overall. They're 6-1-1 out in El Paso. Uh, last time the Bulldogs traveled out to El Paso, they won 42-21. to The only victory for the Miners out in El Paso came back in 1939 when UTEP shut out Louisiana Tech 27-0. So look at this UMass, UTEP team. Uh, you know, Tech enters the game as a 21-point favorite. Uh, UTEP, you know, not really all that good offensively or defensively. You get their scoring offense, uh, 122nd nationally. The defense uh, is 108th in scoring defense nationally. So uh, clearly on paper, Louisiana Tech has a decided advantage. But the big question is, how will re- Louisiana Tech respond after such an emotional victory over Southern Miss last weekend and that's the big question for the Bulldogs so looking at UTEP offensively uh, you always start with the quarterback Brandon Jones a 6'2 210 pound senior uh, has started five of six games this year while he's been backed up by another senior Kai Loxley uh, who started one game it sounds like Loxley is likely to get the start this week and you know he's not a big runner or a big passer Loxley the senior uh, more of a runner, can really beat you with his legs. He's second on the team in rushing. Uh, he's actually the son of Maryland head coach Mike Loxley. Kai actually signed with Texas out of high school. So he's got some talent, but he's not a great passer. I'm sure uh, if Jones is able to play, I've heard he's been out with an injury of some sort. Uh, if he is able to play, he's the better passer of the two. But when you talk about some of Loxley's strengths, and and Tech didn't see him a year ago in the Bulldogs' 31-24 victory in, in Ruston. But 
like I said, really good at the read option, uh, really good in the scramble game as well. Had over 100 yards rushing against Southern Miss a few weeks ago. So Louisiana Tech's going to have to be sure to keep him in check at running back. Uh, Trayvon Hughes is filling in from filling in for Wadley. Uh, Wadley was a fellow senior that's out for the season with a foot injury. And you look at Hughes, you know, he, he leads the minors with six touchdowns in six games, fourth in the conference, uh, 37th nationally. Uh, he had two touchdowns in the opener against Houston Baptist. So it, I think the big thing for Tech, if they're going to win this football game, is you got to keep uh, the UTEP offense from running the ball effectively. They come into this game – uh, 17th nationally in time of possession. They really want to slow the game down, limit Tech's offensive possession, similarly to what we saw with Rice uh, about a month ago to where they really limited Tech's possessions in that first half. I think Tech only had uh, three possessions, and then you know they, they force you into a bind if you don't score uh, you kind of find yourself in a tight game at the half, which is exactly what we saw uh, between Louisiana Tech and Rice. I know Tech was able to escape that game, so we'll see what the Bulldogs have learned. they they got to get figure out a way to get off the field on third down. Uh, you look at some of their top receivers. Treshawn Wolf is a six foot, 170-pound sophomore. Uh, you also look at uh, Alvin Bussey, uh, 6'1", 195-pound senior. And then, you know, you're going to also see Josh Fields, a backup running back, uh, as another player who's going to make some noise offensively. And then at receiver, you have uh, Devon Coopers, an Arizona transfer, who has made some big plays in the passing game as well. So the big thing for Tech, like I mentioned, you can't let Loxley beat you with his feet uh, if he does get the start, which I certainly anticipate, and then uh, you got to slow down the playmakers when you talk about Hughes and Fields. And Fields is going to see some see some time at running back. He's a smaller guy, 5'9", 195, but uh, he can certainly make some plays in the run game. So if Louisiana Tech's going to win, uh, I know we had a piece earlier this week looking at some of the stats on UTEP. Uh, this Miners offense, they're, I think they're converting 92% of their fourth downs. When they get into fourth and short situations, they really like to go for it. So like I said, Tech's got to be able to get off the field on third down, uh, force UTEP into some third and longs to where they have no choice but to throw the football. Defensively, uh, I mentioned their struggles 108th nationally in scoring defense, and they've had all sorts of issues. Uh, you know, they have some experience on that side of the ball. They got two seniors starting on the defensive line. Uh, when you talk about Denzel Chukwukalu, Chris Richardson, the linebacker core's got some experience with Jason Van Hook and Joe J. Smith. Uh, you got Josh Caldwell, Yakili Ross at corner. Uh, Ross is a USC transfer, so they got some talent on that back end, uh, but they've just really had some issues putting everything together defensively. I know Lewis at linebacker leads the team with 41 tackles, and then Rodgers uh, from a safety spot is the second leading tackler with 34 tackles. So, you know, what can Tech do uh, offensively to have some success? They're going to run a three-man front similar to what Southern Miss did last week, and we saw a lot of run-pass options uh, throughout that game last week uh, to where Jamar was able to beat uh, the Southern Miss cornerbacks over the top. 
to Malik Stanley. And I, I can't imagine uh, that UTEP's going to play the same style of defense this weekend uh, when you talk, and, uh, talk about just going man-to-man with the Tech receivers. Uh, it's going to be extremely difficult to you know, slow down Tech if that's what they choose to do. You look at their defense, they're only averaging you know, a little over three tackles for loss per game, so they don't do a great job at getting you behind the chains. They only have five sacks as a team uh, in six games, so that's less than a sack a game. They've only uh, forced five turnovers in six games, so it's gonna, it looks like a, a day that the Tech offense can certainly have some success as well. They're allowing their opponents to compl- convert 52% on third down, uh, so, you know, you look at the recipe for Tech is get off the field on third down defensively where UTEP's only converting 28%, and then offensively uh, really take advantage of a defense that's had some issues slowing down their opponents. Now, they're only, I say only, they're allowing 33 points per game, which certainly isn't very good, uh, ranking near the bottom of the league, but they've played some teams close. You expect uh, a team like Southern Miss to blow them out. Well, that was a 31-13 game. Uh, that was a little bit closer than one might think. They lost to FIU a week ago, 32-17. That was the game that they led uh, after the end of the first quarter. They only lost 26-16 to UTSA. So they're not exactly uh, getting blown out in conference play. But uh, like I said, Tech's head and shoulders the better team. And I I really like this uh, matchup for the Bulldogs. I hope that uh, Jamar Smith and whether Adrian Hardy plays or not, I expect him to be a game time decision once again this week. Uh, Isaiah Graham appears that he'll be a full go at the other receiver position, and hopefully some of those other receivers. Uh, when you talk about C.J. Powell, Griffin, Abair, uh, some of those guys continue to play well. But the Tech passing game, uh, led by an offensive line that has really improved. Uh, should be able to have some success through the air. And then you talk about it, running back Justin Henderson. uh, What a season he's having on pace for over 1,000 yards, nearly 20 touchdowns. His 10 rushing touchdowns to this point in the year uh, is tied for seventh nationally, and hopefully uh, he can continue uh, to play well and find plenty of room to run uh, offensively for the Bulldogs. And then defensively for Tech, there's no real uh, changes, obviously, schematic-wise. I think we'll see. Uh, more of a four-man front in this game against a UTEP team that really wants to run the football. Uh, James Jackson actually missed practice on Wednesday, so we'll see if he's able to go. If he's not, uh, expect Zeke Barnett to get the start at that outside linebacker spot. Obviously, Barnett had the big pick six uh, late in the game against Southern Miss to seal the game. And, you know, you look at this defense, uh, they, they continue to get better and better week after week, and I think that's just – uh, a symptom of them getting more comfortable in Bob Diaco's system. And, you know, we saw Diaco's system so much in the fall or in fall camp really attack opponents, and they haven't done it uh, a ton this week, but you look at, or a ton this year to this point. But uh, you look at last week, the defensive line plays really well against Southern Miss, especially in that second half and the Bulldogs were able to limit the Golden Eagles to just three points. And uh, you're, you're starting to see uh, what his defense or what Diaco's defense can be when the players really start to execute. The Bulldogs are now averaging over six tackles per loss uh, per game, and, and that's certainly what you want to see uh, defensively. Willie Baker's leading the way with eight tackles for loss. Amik Robertson has four. Ezekiel Barnett has three and a half. Connor Taylor has three and a half. 
uh, Kadarian Mason has four and a half. Wallace, four and a half. There's just so many different players on the defense that's been making plays. Obviously, Amik had three interceptions a season or last week. Uh, he's got five interceptions for the season, which is second nationally. And so uh, I've been really satisfied with how the defense has uh, been progressing week after week. And, and here we are uh, on the verge of the second bye week, and the Bulldogs are looking uh, to win their seventh consecutive game. So that's all we got uh, for the BleedTechBlue.com game day podcast. Uh, as I mentioned, Louisiana Tech, a 20-point favorite on the road tonight against UTEP. That's a 7 p.m. kickoff. It'll be on ESPN3. Uh, make sure you join us at BleedTechBlue.com for only $9.95 a month. We've had you covered throughout the week. Uh, we'll have you covered throughout the game, and uh, of course, we'll have the recap as well. Always, you can tune in to the post-game call-in show. Myself and Mark Kramer have you covered on KXKZ 107.5. For Ben Carlisle, publisher of BleedTechBlue.com, we'll see you.